Creative Brain Candy by creators for creators. Company, attention, present arms. You're listening to the Eyes Forward March podcast, a project created by a handful of senior enlisted non-commissioned officers who met while attending a senior leader course where they honed their leadership skills and discovered what networking in the military can accomplish. This podcast expands on those principles. Listen along while the sergeants talk through topics that affect soldiers and leaders alike. They'll share their thoughts and opinions, and of course, have some fun along the way. Relax, heat up your MRE, crack open a cold rippet, and enjoy the show. Order, arms, parade, rest. Sergeants, they're all yours. All right, thank you for reporting back to Eyes Forward March podcast. This is the second part of episode number one. So we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. If you're unfamiliar with what is going on, please feel free to jump back in time, listen to part A, or alpha, of episode one, and you'll know exactly where we are. Without any further ado, let's get started. What they want is time eaters. They want people to just, so it's not about, okay, when I teach a class, in my mind, I'm the subject matter expert, I'm going to deliver the material. If questions arise, I'm going to answer that because I'm the subject matter expert. But in this case, we don't know what we're teaching. We're just going up there and trying to fluff our way through a PowerPoint presentation. So it's almost more about facilitating the students to teach the class themselves. You're just the front man in a one-man band. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That was the only issue with it was when we were teaching those courses it was i've never taught a class like that my entire military career it was hey this is student-led so get up and teach something that you don't know anything about and then on top of that don't even try to teach the class just let other people teach it for you like it was the most confusing way to give a presentation because everything i've ever teach as an nco you know, you study up before the class, make sure you know what you're talking about. And then you go out there and you educate everyone else. And you can facilitate, you know, some constructive uh, questions and disagreements and, and, you know, work through a group learning process. That's fine. But, you know, teaching a class you know nothing about and then not being allowed to teach it, that's kind of what it felt like. So I don't know if I necessarily agreed fully with their approach, but... No, I agree, but I can say that since coming back to my home state, returning to work and dealing with soldiers on a basis of 10 at the maximum all the way down to one because yeah, social distancing. When a soldier comes up to me and they're like, hey, Sergeant, I, I need to do a family care plan. I have learned from SLC that my response is, have you ever done one before or do you know somebody who has? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and ask them. Maybe they can point you in the right direction. 
that's why I'm coming to you because you've done one before. You know? Right. But that's what I'm saying. It's what right. you're trying no. to do is you're trying to get people em- to empower think them. outside of the box and be like, yep. Hey, maybe I can't always go to this one guy that I believe or gal that I believe has the answer, but okay. Family care plan. Uh, who else do I know around me that has a family and might have done, has done one before. Let me go talk to them. Yep. Well, and I know I've been guilty of this too in my early military career, but you know, my generation, uh, I mean, uh, being the youngest guy here, like it probably started around mine, but we, and I was guilty early on, like I said, but you know, we want the answers to the questions right there given to us. Right. So like there's all these army regulations and there's all these DA PAMs and all that stuff where everything is out. I mean, they the army literally tells you how many times you need to shower how many how much hours of sleep you need to get like everything is written out in regulation somewhere and uh right i think you're right about that the ability to learn how to teach the facilitation aspect is important because the new generations of soldiers coming in and that's a big issue i mean i i see it all I'll send send an email to my squad about something they need to do. And then instead of responding, um, you know, that they'll do it, they just say, well, what, they just bombard me with all these questions. And then it becomes very evident that they didn't read the instructions. They just want me to tell them how to do it over the phone or something, right? Yep, it's exactly it, right? So, I mean, I, I do maintenance work and uh, the answers are in the book. And yet the guys working with me is still like, well, how do I do this? I'm like, well, what does the book say? Well, I don't know. I just thought I'd ask you. I'm like, hey, this one big ain't going to be around forever. Someday I'm right. going to be gone, you know, and then what, you know, who's going to, who's going to answer your questions? It's all in the book. Yeah. And I think we get away from looking in the book because we just, we, we see people within our organization that they're the leaders or they just know everything. And so they, people just go to them and like, give me the answer. And I think forcing people to say, Hey, look amongst your peers and see if any of those people have experiences and can help you along the way. I I think that's kind of what my Avenue or my approach is going to be uh, for training is instead of me going up there and being the subject matter expert, I'm going to try to utilize and make other people realize that there's other resources within the organization. Right. You're not the, you're not the only, you're not certain cigars and the only guy out there with the answers. There's plenty of wrong answer. My good friend (laughs) right here. There it is. Yeah. So what happened was, is that, and we're, we're, we've got about another 15 minutes here and I'm like, Hey, uh, text my wife, can you bring me up a beer? And, uh, she brought me a Bud Light mango and I'm not sure if I'm in trouble or not. A sparkling sulfur. Exactly. (laughs) It could be real. The white cloth. It's not a white cloth. So honestly, uh, I don't want to be bougie here, but it's a little bit better than a white claw. Okay, classy. Yeah, I, I mean, look at I'll my pinky you, right here. Look at that pinky. I'll tell you two things I've never had is a white claw and a seltzer of any kind. So, <laughs> well, you got a lot of growing up to do. 
Listen, <laughs> listen. If it's not a regular beer, it does not get ingested into this body, all right? Like yeah, Budweiser, I, I, Coors, I, my Miller, dad, right? I don't know. I'm going to have to check that out. So well, you got the uh, the Natter days going on. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, so hey, let me ask you, um, what were and and I'll start with Sergeant Bacon. What were your expectations of the senior leader course? And you can uh, kind of think about other courses that you've gone to as well. But like ultimately, what were your expectations going into the course uh, compared to? what you got out of the course uh so going in um you know i was expecting you know <clears throat> platoon sergeant uh you know how how do i you know really go up there and not look silly as a platoon sergeant and possibly looking into um maybe that uh so i'm in november 88 november so i'm a little bit different uh I'm not, I'll, I'll never be a senior truck. I'll never be any of that stuff. But how do I, what is my next step? Where do I go uh, as an E8? And what do I, what, what is my expectation at say battalion or brigade level where I'm, where I operate now anyway? But, um, so, I mean, I, I came in with some knowledge, but I really was confused learning, you know, uh, Kilo and Lima and uniform stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that was not what I was expecting. But more, how to be a better E7, or how to, you know, what what what's entailed in that platoon sergeant role. That's, I guess, what I was looking for. And, and what did you actually get from the training? Uh, like four real friends. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, right. uh, no. Uh, so what I took out of it, and ultimately, right, was um, a lot of stuff we've hit on. Right, how do I, how do I facilitate to, to my soldiers that the answer isn't always you know, Sergeant Bacon. The answer is out there somewhere else, or research it. We can research it together. Um, you know, a lot of uh the nco creed stuff you know we took took a lot of that out of there um i, I know the what it means versus what it's what it reads um are, are you talking about the ncoer creed the ncoer creed yes so i'll give a nod to, <laughs> to to massachusetts uh also he was my roomie so much love for him if he's listening uh, it's wicked good wicked good no that was mean he was he was wicked tuna. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, like I guess. I mean, I, I did have some fun, you know, um, but it wasn't what I was expecting. Um, so I mean, I guess I, had, I should have managed my expectations and gotten in there clear-headed and been like, all right, what what is the end state here? So. Right on. Uh, what about you, Vegas? Well, I, I expected a lot more. Uh, I expected a lot more platoon sergeant um, or emphasis on that. Uh, I, I guess 
I expected the normal stuff, the NCO Creed and, and you know, the transportation song and, uh, you know, the the Sharp and E, all that other stuff. But I really thought that there was going to be more of an emphasis on truck operations. Um, that's what I think we need at our level. Uh, but what I ended up getting was information on basically how to do a job at a brigade or division level is is kind of what I left with. Um, yeah. In terms of managing like a battalion of transportation, like nothing but 88s, like just that's kind of what I left with. And so besides from meeting some awesome people, you know, drilling the NCO creed into my head again and, <laughs> uh, you know, I guess practicing some drill and ceremony, I left with a plethora of information that is not going to serve me at all. Even if I became an E8 as an 88 series, I'd be the first sergeant of a truck company because that's all we have here. So I would just be managing mics. So I don't really care about the rest of that stuff. I'm not saying it's useful, not useful information. I'm just saying that class should have been like a brigade level or higher transportation professional development course not a senior leader 88 series course that's yeah, my it it almost seems like that should have been like um like a truck master course yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah i agree i figured it would be platoon sergeant stuff uh which mm. as we all found out wasn't um I did meet great people. Um, I have a lot of great memories. Uh, even if they're crappy memories, they're still great memories because I'll never forget them. Uh, so that was good. Um, I, uh, I first time go to everything, which was a bonus. Um, I do remember uh, uh, Sergeant Vegas before the PT test offered me a little bit of banana. And then after the PT test, I was puking my brains out and sergeant bacon brought me water so that's how this bond there uh, we go fills in right here how the triangle became yeah yeah exactly uh i just remember uh or what was it like uh what kind of dinosaur are you killing over here or something like that? <laughs> yeah dude. i remember you were you were in rough shape Oh man, and I was right next to a barracks too. I imagine there's probably people sleeping in there, and I'm just like, uh, I, I really felt our bond get close after the MVP experience at uh, Sport Clips. So that, that's where it started for me. Uh, by far the worst haircut I've ever had. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I've blown money on stupid shit before, but that was the worst. Uh, yeah. What was that? It was that little restaurant place we went to with the quesadillas. Ah, I forget. Yeah, uh, that place was so it good. It was so good. Yeah, they didn't, had great. Didn't chorizo. you have Vegas? Didn't you have a? Didn't you have a quesadilla that was like growing like? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, because you kept it in the <laughs> like fridge. I'm gonna bring the leftovers home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are some good memories, though, man. Good memories. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I. I I, I've never had so much fun at a school ever. Yeah, no, by far it was it was the top one for me, guys. But yeah, 
Yeah, I uh, I still have yet. Um, I've been doing a lot of things with the the, the podcasting and uh, uh, learning how to play the guitar and 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 all these other things. Uh, but I promise you, just just wait, be patient. One of these episodes, I will auto tune the transportation song. No. No. We'll do it. Like full on TI. Oh, like yeah. Yeah, full on TI. Yeah, hell yeah, man. I'm gonna do it. I just gotta get my voice up there. Uh, no, just go just roll with it, man. <laughs> Remember that one instructor? I'll tell you I'll tell it. you what, it doesn't matter what you do, it's gonna sound better than what we did than, as a whole. Than what it is. Right. Yeah. Remember that one instructor we had that Sherman and him served together. Uh, oh man! He would always say, "Yeah, he would guy. always say we needed auto tune." Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that was awesome. Yep. All that, every time I hear his name, I just think of the beep bopping. That's all he would say every yeah. time. Well, <laughs> you, coming, you coming too much beep bopping going on. Yeah, his cover, like, his cover was never straight on his head, <laughs> and he'd yeah. tell us, he'd tell us to go look in the rig out of where. <laughs> No. He reminded me of the old crusty guy when I got into the guard, the guy that was like, he's been in since like the civil war and he's just waiting for somebody to discharge him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's he's one of the deals where they haven't fixed the glitch. He's yet, like, you know? he's like, I left my give a fucking 1702. I don't know what you're talking to me for. Yeah, dude. He left it in Vietnam. He <laughs> the he left it offensive. With the I owned that shit. Yeah, yeah, but uh, well, I think yeah. Sergeant Seagar and I are pretty close to the same age. I think he came in in the year we were born. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I I couldn't tell you for sure, but uh, hey, I don't want to cut us short and change the subject, but I I'm going to go ahead and do it. I know that Sergeant Vegas is wanting to uh, jump off the line, spend some time with his family, so. Uh, we'll go ahead and jump on to our very last topic here. I'm I'm really curious to find out what your thoughts and your opinions are in regards to the STEP program and a few other things. Um, because what happens is with the STEP program, you, you basically join the guard, you go through basic training, you go through AIT, you meet the standards, APFT, height, weight, those kind of things. You show up uh, uh, in a timely fashion. Uh, and you do your DLC. And before you know it, with just a little bit of time in service, you become a very young E5, a very young E6, and uh, even a very young E7. And I've even seen uh, young sergeant majors, if that even matters. Uh, but I feel that when that happens, you don't have the experience that a seasoned NCO would have. Uh, same thing with uh, a lot of the officers that are in the pipeline because they, I don't know, I don't even think they do the um, direct commission anymore. It used to be if you were an E6 for so long, you had the experience, you could get a commander's recommendation, and then you can commission over to an officer. And I don't think you can do that anymore. I think uh, they basically, these officers are graduating basic training, um, going to college, becoming a cadet or OCS or however that happens. And then before you know it, they're very young. They are a platoon leader. They are a company commander and so forth. And they have little to no experience in the military. 
And so I'm just really curious, what are your feelings about that? The age gap, uh, versus the, the knowledge. Um, can I take this one first? Cause I'm going to have to run. Yeah, do yeah, it. Absolutely. So, uh, I think that it's worse than it's ever been army wide, uh, in terms of the gap. Um, I have lieutenants that come in that are, are, are worse than the privates that you get. Um, and they're expected to fall in and lead alongside a seasoned E seven. Um, so I guess I, I, I just, I think it's worse than it's ever been. I know I already said that, but I, I, that's, that's really how I feel. And I frankly, I think the only way to fix the officer core is make bridge the gap from green to gold, bridge that gap, make it easier for your NCOs to transition. Uh, you know, it's, it's like your, your, my brother's a police officer, right? So everyone who's in the police department, who's on the actual police force started out as a street cop. Okay. So you don't get to command your own substation as a police captain, unless you work the streets. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but you're telling me a college degree in whatever, you know, underwater basket weaving, right. Right. Now, you, now you can come lead a platoon. Very school. popular per- profession. Yeah. Yeah. But, but my is that, um, we're about val- we're putting way too much value over these worthless degrees giving any sort of transition to the ability of someone to be a leader and let alone know anything about the army and so either the pay gap needs to change big time i don't care if they make more because that's the way the bureaucracy works but the pay gap needs to change uh the the, the gap needs to be bridged in terms of how easy it is for NCOs to be to transition into officers. Like obviously they'll need a college degree or whatever, but um, you know, when they open up new positions, I mean, they should, there should be hiring boards. Like if you're a, an E6 or above as an NCO and, and you want to fill a vacancy that should be made available to you if you have your degree done, you know? Um, no, that makes sense. Yeah, so so that that that's my take on it, guys. Um, and I, I I'm so sorry to be a bug kill, but uh, I got the wife waiting on me inside. So. Hey, man, you do, you do you, you know. Absolutely. Right. Hey, hey, good seeing you. you. Keep keep that beard up. You'll take third place in the uh, Prince Harry uh, uh, runner-up look-like contest right next to Prince Harry, Carson Wentz, and then you. So yeah, uh, man, looking good, guys. And uh, well, I'll be on for the next one. Okay. Sounds good, brother. Yeah, right. have a good one. Later, man. Right, man. Yeah. Later. And there goes Sergeant Vegas going to spend some time, some quality time with his wife. We got to appreciate that. Uh, friends and family are very important. So when you have the opportunity to do so, please do. Uh, why don't you go ahead and pick up there, Sergeant Bacon? All right. Hey, uh, so, um, you know, looking at that, you know, I've got a, we've got a couple cadets. Um, you know, we some some dude uh, with recruiting signed forty eight cadets one year, mm-hmm. and uh, 
20 of them came to brigade and they all needed mentors or whatever. And, uh, yeah, um, some of them guys, uh, and gals, soldiers came in and, uh, you could not, could not work with them. And then some of them, when you got down into the nuts and bolts and, and you started talking to them and you started getting, uh, the, uh, the ins and outs, um, were great. And I'm going to call them kids because. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, they're, I'm, yeah, they're, they're much younger. I, I totally understand the whole kids. Um, you know, and I, I don't know, I think for me, I feel like the NCO core has relinquished a lot of their backbone to the officer core. And I feel like we need to take that back and we need to stand up and we need to do our thing and we need to take control and let, let the officers handle the logistics and allow us to handle the soldiers. And, and that's how it should be. Now, what's happened, in my opinion, is that the quality of the NCOs, right, are, it, it's, it's, they're, they're not good quality soldiers. However, they score high enough on their APFT, they shoot straight, and, you know, uh, somebody gave them an ARCOM, and now all of a sudden... <laughs> They're qualified to be an NCO, right? Uh, chest candy. Well, hey, dude, you saw you saw my you saw my uniform, right? There's a lot mm -hmm. of chest salad going on there. Yeah. Um, I, I I saw you bloating. Twenty twenty two years old. You see there. you see this ribbon down here at the bottom. That's the to be continued ribbon. If I turn around, look at the rest of my ribbons. Here's my DD two fourteen here. <laughs> and leap, right? No, but uh, you know, but so some of these. Some of these people that are being promoted to E5 and, and even some of the E6s, right? Yeah. It, it feels it feels like it's strictly based off of what I'm going to call administrative points, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and you know, and in my unit, we have the the phrase "promote your shit bags," right? right? I don't want I don't want Sergeant Smith here anymore. I'm going to rate him like he's a god, so I can promote him out of my unit, you know. And, uh, and we don't see a whole lot of that in, in, in my case, because unfortunately our, for lack of better terms, our shit bags, they don't do their, their DLC. So they're stuck with us. They don't do their DLC. And then the promotion list comes out and then they call up or text or show up. Why am I not on the promotion list? Cause you didn't do your DLC. That's why. But we've also, we, we do have one person, one person that has gotten promoted throughout the ranks and he keeps getting selected for promotion outside of our organization, but he's so bad that we end up having to keep, we have to take him back because nobody will just do the paperwork and say, Hey man, like you're a great E5. You're not a great E6. You're not a great E7. Yep. You you are going to be an E5, and that is that. And honestly, 
the only reason why he would make grade E5 is because he's been around forever and he has knowledge. Let me ask you this You have NCOs that are knowledgeable or knowledge carriers. Not all NCOs are great leaders. Okay, agree, 100%. Let me ask you this. Um, You're old enough, you've been around. Do you remember seeing you never experienced like I did. We came in and broke at the same time. Um, seeing people that like were career in the specialist field. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We actually had retirement ceremonies back in the day for twenty-year E4s. Yeah. So, but at one point, the army had a. You could be promoted. You would be, you know, like you and I probably signed as specialist four, right? When we made E4, SP4. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, at one point, you could be a specialist seven. Google it, look it up. Uh, I'm gonna have to, I've never heard of a spec seven. I've heard of a command sergeant specialist. Well, there's plenty of them. <laughs> However, you could, you could not, you, you would not exhibit leadership qualities. However, you were, the greatest you're the god of truck driving you could blindside 90 a a tractor trailer into a loading dock sounds like the perfect place to put them as a corporal okay that would imply leadership right no 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 because they're a corporal right okay uh but they're still an e4 so you don't promote them you don't use the corporal rank because we okay, we never used the corporal rank until uh, this new step program. And now, if you're an E4 and you get selected for an E5 position, you wear the corporal rank. But if you're an E5 and you get selected for E6 or E6 to seven, blah blah, blah there's no special freaking rank for that. So the corporal rank is bullshit. Like that's, oh, right. that that's the rank that you're like, hey, dude, I get it. You are not a leader, but you are an expert truck driver or an expert plumber so we put you into the corporal position and everybody knows that yeah positions they're not great leaders but they are subject matter experts they're they're very good at what they do they're just not leaders right and and like and, and i'm not trying to say that every nco needs to be a leader no, but every but NCO is a leader. I, I understand that. But w- you can be a leader in what you do. You know, um, maybe you're, I don't, man, I don't know. I, I'm trying to make put this into words, but I'm just saying, like, maybe you're a leader in administrative tasks. And administrative tasks, you're not going to lead troops. I don't well, know. I know what you're saying. I don't know. I mean, I would definitely, you know, and, and we can talk about this later too, but look into that whole specialist career field thing. I will. I, I definitely will. Cause yeah. I've never heard of it before. Yeah. It's um, but yeah, you could progress throughout your career as a specialist, right? You, you had no leadership ability or, or, you know, role, so to say, I mean, you probably mm-hmm. had leadership ability, but uh yeah, you you just were put into a position, and uh, you were the the god of truck driving, or the you know the expert bridge builder, or whatever. 
you weren't in charge. You, you were the guy that we talked about earlier that the soldiers would go to and let the, the NCOs do the NCO stuff. Absolutely. Uh, Sergeant Bacon, you got a very good point, but I think that right now is probably about the right time to go ahead and put an end to this episode. So I'm Sergeant Seagar, Sergeant Bacon, and we already said goodbye to Sergeant Vegas. Uh, I'll go ahead and hand it over to you first, Sergeant. We'll see you here in a couple weeks. Thank you, Sergeant. Comedy. Attention. Now get home and wash your filthy rears. It's starting to stink up here. Dismissed. All right, sergeants. Thanks for giving us a listen. I just want to give out a friendly reminder that Eyes Forward March is, in fact, recorded once a month. 45 minutes to an hour and 15, somewhere in there. It's about all the time we have since we have very busy, busy lives. But we still want to provide you with content, so... We've divided our episode into two parts, Alpha and Bravo, approximately 30 minutes each, just long enough for you to enjoy on your ride to or from work. Until next time, keep them eyes forward.